0: Donald J. Trump is suing the Department of Justice. It's the DJT versus the DOJ. I have a question. If the Department of Justice loses, shouldn't we then rename them the, the Department of Injustice? Wouldn't that be, you know, more accurate? What's up? This is Marque Saves the Republic, and I have an amazing guest today. She's going to blow the lid off of every single narrative you've heard coming out of the Democrat Party. She is somebody who's been in the trenches. She's uh, former lieutenant governor of one of the greatest states in the nation. And we're going to talk to her in just a minute. All right. So uh, before we get to before we get to Jennifer Carroll, who I'm so excited about, because also she brought rum more on that coming up. Uh, I went to get my coffee today and I, I voted. First of all, I took the kids to school, went to vote, got the sticker, went to go get my coffee and I'm getting my coffee and the, <laughs> the girl behind the counter, she looks at me and she goes, oh, what did you vote for? Because I had a little sticker that says, I voted. She goes, what did you vote for? Not, you know, who did you vote for? Um, which would make more sense to me because I thought, you know, I thought most people understood there's a primary election today in the state of Florida. Uh, so if you, if you see someone with an, I voted sticker, you know, they voted in the Florida primary, a better question might be, who did you vote for? Although that's sort of private information. Uh, but she goes, what did you vote for? And it took me aback. It did, you know, took me back a little bit. So I was, I was taken aback, But is what I was trying to say. And I go and I look at her and I go, you know, the people. <laughs> and then she looks at me and she's like, oh, yeah. And I was then I realized I sounded like an idiot. Like then I then I think she thought oh, clearly she didn't know there was an election today. And then clearly I couldn't give her an example, a, a clear example of who I voted for or what I voted for. So I realized this was a conversation I needed to walk away from very quickly. And I did. Um, and I came here where I'm very excited about my guest today. Jennifer Carroll, thank you for being here.
1: Well, thanks, Mark, for having me. I've made it to the big time now. Is this the big time? It is oh. the big time. Talk <laughs> oh, about wow. it. it. was Rush Limbaugh, I mean, what's um, um, Herman K Yeah, and Mark Kay. Wow. And you were <laughs>
0: Lieutenant Governor of the state of Florida. Mm-hmm. This is the big time?
1: This is the big time. I'm telling you, politics oh. is not all this cracked up to
0: well, that's Well, <laughs> that's what I'm learning. <laughs> Listen, I have to say, first of all, thank you, because we were at an event in uh, Clay County. There's a new there's a new there's a new sheriff in town. We have a brand new seat and in Clay County is where it's at. Mm-hmm. They're choosing from a bunch of people who've never before been a uh, a representative in the House of Representatives on the national level. And I was over there speaking and you were there and you introduced me. And I have to be honest with you, that was a better in, it was the best introduction anyone's ever given me for anything.
1: Well, that's a high honor.
0: <laughs> I appreciate that. So I know I felt bad I probably should have prepared a better introduction for you, but it was I was sitting there listening to you talk about you know me and what I've been doing since we took over the show and I was like she's talking about somebody else <laughs> it's but not, it's I, not me right somebody I did want to is. I wanted to formally thank you cuz well, that was that was so nice it was and an I was honor. and it was great getting to know you and then of course I found out not only do you have this great political knowledge and this political past and you know a lot about Florida and Republican politics but now you also sell rum. We, we, we don't sell it. You We're don't, a distributor. I'm of sorry, it. you're a distributing producer it. of it. Exactly. And YOLO, so we have so much to talk about. We've got mm-hmm. politics and we've got alcohol. Yes. And I really think it those goes two, hand and
1: glove, right? Well, especially, you know, just ask Nancy Pelosi. Exactly. She, she Look was, at her eyes. She wouldn't be around. Yeah.
0: Someone's gotta say, You gotta you gotta pickle that woman or else she's exactly. not gonna be able to hang out. That Where's Listen, Hannah now? And you brought me check not only did we get there's light and dark rum and there's cups and I'm wearing this cool hat with the Jamaican flair, but this is now you're you told me you were gonna teach me how to do this. I put on this wristband. That's correct. And, and then
1: you have the key.
0: Okay that's Which bar, is a that's the bottle a bar opener, key. yeah. Correct. And you put yeah. it on the
1: top side of it. On the top like side, this. no, no, no? Well, you could, oh. but if it's on, is the, this the top side? Mark pop.
0: Oh, here. Yeah, okay.
1: Exactly. So I put it there. Exactly. So when you push it down, push it down. Fantastic. Now you Got can do it. whatever you want to do. You don't have to push it that far. Oh, that's no, this far. Okay. Here, all right. you're Not a ninja or something. <laughs> it's
0: like i have a throwing star. <laughs> exactly.
1: So therefore, when you're ready to open up that bottle of yeah. uh, light beer or something, right. you just pop it up. Flip the top. I was about to say light beer. You can just yeah. twist. <laughs> this is for,
0: this you is for do imports. Some, you
1: do have some foreign um, yeah. beer that yeah. you can't twist anymore. No, I
0: guess yeah, have the imports mm-hmm. the, uh, exactly. or the, or the micro brews. This exactly. is, this is all right. Crap. So you I'm can
1: gonna, have, a, have that as a weapon. You take did it you bring beer,
0: beer too, or just rum? No, we only have rum. Oh, that's fine. That's we
1: fine. have gold and, and silver.
0: Yolo. All right, we're going to, we're going to do a taste test here in a minute, but before we get hammered, we should probably talk about stuff. I w- did want to ask you. So we so have a
1: driver. We have Uber and
0: Lyft. So put that out there. Disclaimer. We but we um, uh, we're talking. I mean, we've been talking, of course, about Florida politics because Florida has become it has become the little United States of America. And you were. I want to make sure I get this right. You were the first black lieutenant governor of the state of Florida.
1: I was the first black representative in the Florida legislature. Right. that was Republican. Right, and I was the first black person elected statewide, and I was the first female and person of color elected as Lieutenant Governor.
0: And, and you're a conservative. I am. So all this talk about the Republicans and the conservatives being racist doesn't seem to really vibe with what you've experienced in your political career.
1: Absolutely not. I'm a, I am also an immigrant. Yeah. I was born in Trinidad, West Indies. I was in the military for 20 years, retired as a Navy Lieutenant Commander, Aviation Maintenance Officer. So all the things of the alphabet soup that we're yeah. hearing nationwide, how this country is so racist, we're institutionally racist, and the Republican party is racist. I've been a Republican ever since I was able to vote at the age of 18 when I received my naturalization. My parents were Republican when they received the naturalization. And the reason why we lived in New York in Long Island. And it was stated that if you were not a Republican, you were not going to get services on your street. So if a water main broke, or you needed your your street (laughs) shoveled with snow, if you're not a Republican, nothing was gonna get done Uh, for you. So I remember that. And when I came down to emergency to vote, I know who's gonna do the job for me, the Republicans. So Mm -hmm. that's how I ended up being a Republican and stayed that way because of the principles and policies that Republicans put forward for those things in our constitution to be independent, to have our freedoms and liberties of what I served in the military for, for us to ascend however high we want or stay however low we want. And that's this country, that's why so many people die to come across to this country for those freedoms and liberties. And what we're seeing today are those things eroding, is being taken for granted because many of our people have not served in the military, have not traveled overseas Mm -hmm. to see the difference, and they think that this is utopia and we should open the doors for everyone. But it comes with a price, it comes with a cost, and those people that have served before us to make this country what it is today that we're taking for granted, those people's blood, sweat, tears, and ideas that crafted a constitution that's less than 450 years old. Oh, yeah. That we're standing tall on that we should not just discard that and assume that and take it for granted because that is what has kept the foundation of this country what it is for us to act stupid as as we were seeing many people do. <laughs> and or take for granted the liberties and freedoms that we have in this country.
0: You know, it's, it's a lot like marriage. I sit and, you know, I go to church every weekend and we're Catholic and, you know, divorce is not a thing. And what they always say is they say, Hey, people don't realize staying married for 50 years, 60 years, 70 years, raising a family, good times and bad sickness and in health. It's work. Like it, you, and they always tell you, they say no matter what trials and tribulations you come to, when you've made this agreement, when you say, Hey, we're married to each other, we're one person, you fight through it. You know, you're working out. And it seems to me like there's a lot of people, mostly on the left, who are like, you know, this Second Amendment, it's not working out. People are getting killed by, we got to get rid of it. Like, they don't want to work through it. They don't want to work through the pain. Same thing with the, you know, with the other freedoms. And I kind of feel like they're just trying to divorce themselves from the Constitution and start over.
1: But they're being selfish as well. Of course. Because the ones that are in power to make those decisions they're taken care of, they have money, they have power, they they are able to wield, and you're yeah. seeing with the IRS, yeah, and yeah. The FBI, and CIA, and all the other alphabets of the government, that they can use the heavy hand of government to to, to stifle us, for us to not uh, push back against a tyrannical government. And my husband and I, we, we just celebrated uh, our 39th anniversary, Oh yeah, wedding anniversary, and you're absolutely right, yeah. every day is not a bed of roses, but if it's meaningful to you, and if you want it to grow and flourish, you will work through it, yeah. you will come through the kinks. But the thing is that you cannot have people that are selfish in a process. Because if that's the case, the rest of the people will flounder, and that's where we are today, particularly the middle class. Yeah. And that's one reason that this country is so great, is because we have a large middle class. And that middle class, once we keep chopping them away with small businesses, with individuals having discretionary income to save and plan for their future and pass generational wealth on, once we take those things away, our middle class will go away and we'll have the riches of the rich and the poorest of the poor.
0: And that's the way they want it. I have to take this off. It's cutting off the circulation to okay. my wrist. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, why is my hand going numb? Oh, right. I've got this. I mean, it's great. Though. I you love don't it. exercising
1: enough. You I'm go out there on a badminton.
0: 100% <laughs> I'm not. I'm Exercise is not. Yeah, that's a four-letter word for me. So you're 100% right about that. Uh, since you all right, you brought up the alphabet soup, so let's jump into a couple things. First of all, uh, IRS. I mean, this is clearly 87,000 IRS agents we know are not going after just the richest 1%. There's no way that's happening. They're going after small businesses, people who make $200,000 a year, $400,000 a year. How is it that this party can, can sell that or say that just to get it passed and then turn around and do what we know is going to be the opposite?
1: What's also a problem here is that the Republicans are not pushing back hard enough. They'll easily say, well, I didn't vote for it. That's not enough. If you can come on Fox news and go on any other a media outlet to talk about how the Democrats are doing this country wrong right. and you're not doing anything to stop it, you know, short of a vote, but how about putting some amendments to kill the doggone bill that you know is not good. Right. But the IRS have been a powerful tool and ever since way back when you yeah. can't even say it started today, but it's been a powerful tool to threaten the average Joe because yeah. they know you're not going to have enough money to hire attorneys to fight back. The corporations, they're gonna be fine. All of these bills that they're passing through the Congress that they say, because it's all a talking point and it's an emotional thing, once the lower echelon here that they're going after those rich and wealthy. Yeah. Well, look in a tax code and see how many loopholes are included for the, the rich and wealthy because these congressional members are also rich and wealthy. So they're not going to pass anything that's going to be a detriment to them. They're going to be some loopholes to say, well, I can carve this (laughs) out and carve that out. And they have attorneys and CPAs to be able to help them navigate through that the regular folks don't. So absolutely right. They're going to come after the small business owners. They're going to come after, and you know what this bill is going to do? These hairstylists and, and folks working in the restaurants uh, and the nail salons that have been receiving Cash um, tips, right? Those cash tips, they're now monitoring because they already put in place. If you make six hundred dollars, oh, yeah. the electronic your, funds exactly. and all that stuff, yeah, they're going to come after those people. So those people have been getting by under the radar, not really paying their taxes, but also collecting these um, in tax incentives and tax rebates. They're going to come after those people and say you owe us X amount of dollars because we see in your bank account you have inc- you have deposited. More than six hundred dollars. Right. So we know therefore exponentially, this is how much money you had coming you in. You got
0: that money. And that's mm-hmm. what the eighty seven thousand IRS agents are gonna be doing. They're gonna be combing through your Venmo, your PayPal, your yes. bank account, no matter how big it is, and they're all and they're all making it making it up that it's just the rich and wealthy that are gonna pay. Because as you pointed out, they they never do. Uh you mentioned that the, you know, Republicans need to go out and do more. What is it that they can I mean, yeah, they can try to tack on an amendment, but if it's the Senate, they're gonna lose in the end anyway. What do you what do you you know, when people say you know, Republicans are worthless, too. They're not doing anything. If they don't have the majority, what is it that they can actually do to stop these Democrats?
1: Well, what they have to do is to be honest with us, right? Because they will side with the Democrats and they will get little perks for their district mm-hmm. and or they have personal relationships with either external financial dealings and or family members that have consulting businesses and so forth. So they'll de- be a silent, uh, compl- be complicit with that sure. policy and not really push hard because the Democrats also know where the Republicans' um, uh, bodies are, where their weaknesses where are, weaknesses yeah, weaknesses and skeletons are. Yeah. So they're not going to speak up. And earlier today, you were talking about um, someone mentioned about term limits or in uh, previous times, and you mentioned about the unelected bureaucrats like Fauci being oh, yeah. there and making decisions and making money and 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 putting in policies that would no accountability, and uh, we don't, we haven't elected them, and we cannot unelect them. That's the same thing that will happen if we have term limits. We would love to have term limits at with the at the Senate level at mm-hmm. the Congress level. Yeah. However, if you have the staff that's still in place and yeah. they're going from the from the executive to the, the 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 Senate and the House and then circle back again. Now you have a bunch of unelected bureaucrats that would be making the decisions that we don't know what's going on. Right. Like like the like the executive office right now. We don't know who's running. Susan this country. Rice,
0: Ron—I mean, not Ron Clay, None of these people are. Jake Sullivan. I mean, how mm-hmm. many horrible administrations has that guy been a part exactly. of? Exactly. And he's still running national security for the for the United States of America. Go figure, right? It, it is definitely—I mean, that is definitely a problem. Term limits. You know, that's the that's a that's a never-ending battle. Ron DeSantis, when he was in Congress, he sponsored a bill with Ted Cruz for term limits. Of course, it was going to go nowhere because, as you pointed out, these rich people in the in office aren't going to fire themselves, right, just right. like they're not going to pass a tax code without. Uh, loopholes. All right. Another one of these alphabet soup agencies, the FBI here in Florida, and you know a lot about Florida politics. The other thing people always say to me is, hey, you know, Ron DeSantis is the governor. Donald Trump's a citizen of Florida. Did he get a heads up? Can the FBI just do that? What can the state do? And unfortunately, when it's a federal investigation, there's the, the state, the governor, the attorney general here in Florida, very limited in what they can do Uh, As far as these investigations, correct?
1: That is correct. But sometimes they do get a heads up. The FDLE may get a heads up. The local sheriff or uh, county police may get a a heads up. Whether they did, we don't know. Because that internal information was not disclosed. But there's nothing that Ron DeSantis could have done about that raid on a president's private home. But think about this. This should have been something to make the whole country come in an uproar. I don't care if you voted for Donald Trump, support him or not, this is something that the FBI have done to regular citizens.
0: So many of them.
1: And they have not had the ability to go public or to be on TV to say the wrong that the government has done to them. And now it's happening at the highest echelon for what? Some documents you say he said, where Hillary Clinton had 30,000 documents that she bleach bit Got rid of classified declassified. They ask about the classification. She goes, "Oh, what? Uh, it has a C on there." Yeah. As a Secretary of State, you know, doggone well what a classification is. But right. Hillary Clinton was not in a position to declassify anything. Well, she document. wasn't even president. She wasn't that's president. What, yeah, that's what made it
0: even worse. She
1: had classified information. Yeah. So here it is: a president that has the authority, regardless of whom, regardless of what legislation or statute out there, has the authority as president to declassify. And you just recently had the archive folks go to his house and say, "Okay, put these in this cellar and and lock it with these two locks. And he did that. And now all of a sudden you want to say it's nuclear code, make up some nonsense story (laughs) in the middle of the night. So this is a threat to our democracy. It's also a threat to the Fourth Amendment of this president. And if it's a a threat to the Fourth fourth Amendment of the presidential president's rights, what about average Joe Schmoke? Yeah. Jane Schmo, what do we do when they come at night for us, our stuff?
0: You, uh, you, I know you fought hard, you campaigned hard, you went to a lot of Donald Trump rallies, you spoke on his behalf during the campaigns, you were a real surrogate for his campaign and for his message, and rightly so. Uh, th- these people know Donald Trump isn't a quiet person. He's not someone that you can intimidate easily at all. In fact, he's like a lot of us, he gets more angry the more you antagonize him. So, and uh, you, you, you pointed this out, basically, by going after the big fish, they've now kind of shed the light on all the other stuff they've been doing that they could have been doing and no one would have ever known. No one would have reported it. But now Donald Trump has said, hey, you're coming for me. We, now we know about everything that the FBI is doing. Mm-hmm. It seems to me that, because this isn't the first time they've done it, it seems to me after a while, you would stop going after Donald mm-hmm. Trump because he's just going to make it the lead story.
1: You see how crazy they are. They keep doing the same thing over and over, over again. They expect yeah. a different result. And this is, the, the, they're, It's like a rabbit dog. Mm -hmm. You have just reached your wits end and what else do we do? We just really go in there gangbusters. Well, you're going after the wrong fish because he's not going to back down. He has the money to fight you. Many people usually don't have the money to fight back and he knows he's in the right. So if you know you're in the right and you have the ability to fight back by Christ, fight back (laughs) (laughs) because he's not only fighting for himself, right? He's fighting for the rest of America.
0: He's fighting for everybody. His family, our family and everybody. I feel, I mean, I feel like it's, there's very little you can look at these days. The gas prices, inflation, the border. I mean, the border is a problem for everybody. And so many people, they turn a blind eye or they still think Donald Trump's the devil or whatever, even though Joe Biden, half of his policies now are reinstating the policies he canceled on the first day that Donald Trump had Mm -hmm. to protect us. So it's really, it's really, it's really bizarre, huh?
1: When you talk about, um, about Donald Trump and the border. We have all of this material sitting, rotting away yeah. that we, the taxpayers have already purchased that can make Creek continue yeah. the border to secure it Right. as an immigrant. When I came to this country and then subsequently other family members that were sponsored by my parents came to this country. We had to wait eight to 10 years through the process of paying for every application, waiting through the process, waiting your turn. And for folks to just come across our border, now they have like 2 million that's accounted for. What about those that have gotten away and over 60 or so people that were on a terrorist watch list? All it takes is one terrorist to create havoc on this country. So if you say, just like they say with the election fraud, well, it wasn't widespread voter fraud. One voter fraud oh, yeah. is too much voter fraud, <laughs> right. right? So one terrorist crossing it the border is a teeny is tiny bit of voter fraud. <laughs> so it shouldn't even be any that we're allowing. It was only allowing. three
0: states out of 50. <laughs> what is that? That's not even 10%.
1: And, and then they want to just put a blind eye over it. Yeah. But It's really crazy how we've come to this point that we're not even discussing the differences, being able to discuss, truly discuss, right. gentlemen, gentle lady, in how we differ on our policies. What do we plan on doing with X to help? the people of this country and help our pe- our country to be successful. You hear in the, the, the TV commercials, everyone is this way at each other. This one is bad. This one is bad yeah. both for me. How is that helping the people? How yeah. is that helping the public? How is that helping our country? Well, and
0: they say that's a problem with a lot of these Republican candidates, especially Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. He's not telling, you know, it was, it was a Tucker the other day saying, just go after crime, mm-hmm. tell people you're going to get the, you know, get the crime under control because that's the big issue in Pennsylvania. What's the big issue in Georgia? You know, well, you mentioned voter fraud. You mentioned that kind of thing. Stick to those issues and you'll win those races. As far as here in Florida, and I've noticed, I guess I've noticed it now that we're really getting close to the primary. We're getting close to the, you know, we're in 80 days out. You're starting to see the polls and all the polls, they always say, oh, it's a tight race in Florida. Is it a tight? I mean, we have hundreds of thousands more conservatives than we've ever had before. More Republicans than ever before. Ron DeSantis, could probably not campaign for the next 80 days and still win handedly. Are we worried that somehow Val Demings is going to jump up above Marco Rubio? Or is this just the media ploy once again? to try to manipulate the uh, the election via the polls as they've always done.
1: The polls haven't been right since Donald Trump
0: got elected. <laughs> <is> true, yeah. <laughs> Bottom
1: line. I, I had a, a text from someone the other day. Oh my God, Marco Rubio is going to lose. This is someone in D.C. <laughs> yeah. And I said, in what lifetime? Right. Lose yeah. what, his keys? <laughs> yeah. but, but if you listen to Val Deming's commercial, she's been in the Congress, I think three terms now, four terms. Yeah. And she speaks nothing about what she's done in the Congress. It takes her back to when she was the sheriff in, in Orange County. Right. So how many years ago? That's probably 10, 15 years ago. Why would you go back to what you used to do rather than what you're currently doing if you want to be propelled to being a senator? Yeah. Why don't you talk about your good works that you did in the House of Representatives rather than saying, oh, when I was a cop, I stopped law enforcement. Right. We're not asking you to be a national cop in the Senate. Right. We're asking you to be a senator that is elevated from the the House of Representatives of the things that you've done there, things that you know, what will make you a better senator than Marco Rubio? And she's not explained that one bit. This state under Barack Obama turned purple. Mm -hmm. This is the first time we saw movement in Northeast Florida to vote more Democrat than Republican. After President Trump, that tide turned. And with Ron DeSantis, that tide turned. And with Florida and people moving here, from liberal states because they want the freedoms, they want the the oasis of freedom, right? right? The oasis of freedom. No taxes except the things that you purchase, but, and, and the property, but it's a place that you have a better quality of life and you have common sense leadership in government from top to bottom great schools. So people want that and they will vote accordingly in the state right now.
0: You, and we talked about this being like a, uh, you know, just kind of a subsect of the country you had. I mean, when Rick Scott came in, when you came in, you had bad leadership from Democrats Mm -hmm. and that's when Florida really, I mean, we've had, we've had now, gosh, eight, nine, 10, a decade of conservative leadership at the top and people love it and crave it. And the state has flourished. Do you feel on a national scale that sometimes the best thing for the country is the worst president And that maybe this administration being as bad as it it is, will inspire that kind of change nationwide. And then hopefully we get maybe a decade of good, strong conservative leadership.
1: Well, here's the thing. I'm glad Donald Trump is doing what he's doing now. He should have done that before he ran the last time. Right. Because he is supporting candidates that has his agenda at heart, America first. Mm -hmm. And those candidates, once they're seated in the Congress, will give him the support he needs to carry and pass legislation that is important for this country and its people. The last time he had Paul Ryan, Paul Ryan told us that we're going to be able to do our taxes on a five by seven card. Right. Where is that five by seven card? <laughs> yeah. He told us if five foot by seven foot <laughs> right, is what he continue. meant. Five foot by seven foot. He said, foot. if you elect us, we're going to uh, get rid of Obamacare. President Trump yeah. came in and said, give me your bill. They had nothing. Mm-hmm. So don't give us lip service. And that's what this Congress, the next Congress is, will have to do with Donald Trump supporters yeah. get into the Congress. If Mitch McConnell f- happens to be the majority leader, <laughs> if that turns out, he better get some backbone and do what the, the, the people of this country w- need him to do. Yeah. And that is turn the economy around, even if it means losing seats, because you have to take a strong stance to do what's right, even if it means losing your seat. People will, they, they will regret it after you're out of office, but these congressional people, when they get up to office, their first priority is to get reelected. Yeah. It's not about let's have good policy right. and push this thing through. When the Democrats get in, regardless of how awful their policy is, like Obamacare and this PPP and all this other stuff, they'll ram it down your throat yeah. and figure out, well, we'll read it later. And you'll see, you know, if it's good for you or not. But many of these policies that's pushed through in the dead of night is not helping the general public whatsoever. It's helping the, the lobbyists. It's helping those that have business relationships with these congressional members, and it's helping them with insider trading. Where in the world do you go to work and probably have a hundred thousand dollars net worth when you get into that job, right. and leave that job a, a worth you know two hundred million dollars? Yeah, where? And government (laughs) (laughs) government jobs should not be those sort of jobs to make that kind of exponential return on your income. So these folks, what is it? um, 50 years now, Fauci has been in in the position he was in. 1968. And during that time with patents that's been created, vaccines that's been created, licenses for these things, he owns it. So although he's a top ranking individual making money uh, uh, as far as income, yeah. top ranking person uh, making income on the government, when he leaves office, he's going to be exponentially rich. Yeah and he made that money off the backs of the taxpayers of this country. Hopefully and one of absolutely those absolutely wrong.
0: Hopefully one of those 87,000 IRS agents will knock on his door and I say, hey, it. we're going to Yeah, he's, he's You'll got, hold your breath. They, this is the sign of the cross above his door. They're going to go right. It's like the ox blood or whatever. Uh, Jennifer Carroll, listen, when Donald Trump announces he's running again, do you go back out on the campaign trail with him? I will. You will? I will. Okay. You know, let me
1: tell you something. Yeah. Like Donald Trump, he should have spoken more about this, but it doesn't matter. We saw the shenanigans that happened in the last election. So it was a fate to complete that it was it turned out the way it did. Yeah. But in hindsight, it's probably good for people to see, although you didn't like his tweets, you didn't like how he came across, you didn't like right. how he spoke, his actions proved results for everyone.
0: Yeah.
1: My investments went down 50% under this president. I'm quite sure folks out there with their 401Ks that thought that they were gonna be able to retire no with way. a great bit of money and, and be with ease or have discretionary income after they retired, it's no longer there yeah. to pass on generational wealth. You just don't have that anymore. Under Donald Trump, we saw businesses flourish, small yeah. businesses flourish. We saw our incomes uh, increase. We saw our taxes reduced. We we were having fun. It was like you know, oh, you yeah. didn't ex- expect this well to dry up, and you didn't believe that somebody so like quickly. like Joe Joe Biden has been in yeah. office for so long will really t- turn the, the table upside down. But Trump, Donald Trump had a platform that he created. To help black businesses really flourish and black America really flourish with over $500 million that he was going to put into that initiative. And it wasn't just going to be handing out money. Yeah. It was going to be those are pe- people who wanted to create, be engin- uh, be innovative and, and have businesses and, and, and build their communities to pour money into those initiatives to really rise all boats And the Democrats saw that, and they were afraid that he would make. He already had black, uh, Republican, black, all blacks, not even Republican, all blacks coming over to his side. Not his, not so much a Republican side, but the Donald Trump side, because they saw this man is about action, and his action is making my life better. It's increasing my 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 finances exponentially, and I want that growth. Well, Donald Trump has already shown what he can do, and he already knows now how corrupt the government is. He knows where the bodies are buried in Washington, D.C. And those people are so fearful that if he gets back in office, he's going to really know what buttons to push and who to get out of his way so that he can create a better America for all people. And so... Of course, I would get out
0: there and support you. You're already him. campaigning. I feel like i feel like I should say, USA, USA, lock her up. Now, that was fantastic. Okay, so before we get out of here, YOLO which one should I try?
1: You try the gold.
0: Try the, this is the gold. Yes. Yeah, I like gold. Yeah, no, no,
1: no. Oh, no. Let me help you. Oh, back. you're going to. Oh, yeah. I see you need instructional. I need to on
0: how to open. Oh, I need to pull the little tab. Yeah. So this I is don't just. I have my
1: glasses on now. You're
0: the CEO this. of YOLO RUM. You distribute yes. this out of uh, Florida. My
1: son got me into this. Of course, he, kids are always. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Taking He's their a period. financial backer.
0: Oh, look at that. The and he gold says thing?
1: cork. Yeah. Let me see that. That's so, nice. here, it's a nice, smooth, premium rum. It's made, um, produced by Don Pancho. In Whoa, Panama. this smells
0: amazing. And it's going to taste amazing. And hey, you want to smell this
1: rum? And you not only smell it, drink it Guzzle Girl, it smells. <laughs> you know how, like, some
0: rum you can smell and you just go, oh, if I drink that, it's mm-hmm. going to be bad news. But this rum, it's like, it smells like warmth. Yes. It's like a blanket.
1: And you wait till you drink some. It's mm, nice. Like it's a gold. Sort of All right, I'm going to. We have a. I um, can just
0: drink it straight, right? You can. It's too bad we not have it, some, look some at ice. The you could have Ham, put on Hannah, the rocks. Hannah, you want some rum? Yeah. Here, have some rum too. We should. And One there's a, a store of Fleming you want liquors. some rum?
1: No, 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 no. I, gotta, you probably I don't have, have Uber. I don't have Lyft. I oh, gotta yeah, drive home. So. <laughs>
0: How much rum do you drink a day now? I don't. You don't? <laughs> you don't? I'll tell you what. I, I used to work in a restaurant and we had, they had like a pizza oven. So at the end of the shift, we all got a free pizza. Mm-hmm. Man, if I worked at a rum distillery? Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, what day all right, <laughs> all right, ready? Cheers.
1: Cheers. YOLO. And YOLO, the acronym is You Only Live Once.
0: Oh my gosh, that is amazing.
1: How ca- easy yeah. this is! Smooth, a, it's too it? easy. Yes,
0: it should be harsher. It's gonna. It's too easy. <laughs> I'm it's, thinking. Of,
1: it's gluten free, sugar free, no additives? It's
0: gluten. Yep. Wait, what? <laughs> I didn't cheat on my diet. <laughs> it's no, gluten free and both sh- of them. How yes. do you make sugar free rum? It's made but from sugar cane, it, isn't it? It is
1: made from sugar cane, but the distillation process process just uh, just burns out all the sugars from it, and we don't add anything else. It's made from the heart of the rum, so that's why it's so smooth. Is, liquors, you can, and also online. We have um, e-commerce online at YoloRum.com.
0: Yolo, you only live once. You only live once, YOLORum dot Jennifer, yes. thank you so much.
1: Oh, you're very welcome. It's I, a pleasure being here. Oh too. my, God, it
0: was so it, smooth talking and smooth drinking. That's what this was, that's what this interview was. <laughs>
1: Sweet. And this was so
0: much fun, Jennifer Carroll. You're welcome back anytime, especially if you bring a bottle of rum. Oh,
1: you got it, Mark. Thank you so much for having me.
0: <laughs> how much rum have I had I, just, Not enough, I literally clearly. just missed the button <laughs>